Good evening and welcome to the studio. We are at Radio Tigerberg. This is Africa Christian Action and we are presenting Salt and Light. September this year marks our 25th anniversary of this radio program and we're glad you can join us. So I have in studio with me here Peter Hammond and um, we are looking forward to some discussion about the International Life Chain Sunday. This takes place October 4th. 2020. It's a worldwide phenomena. And um, you might be wondering, well, what does abortion have to do with anything? And why do I need to stand up for life? And how does this affect me? Peter, what are your thoughts about the international life chain on Sunday? And why should we be standing for the right to the life of the unborn babies? Well, the sanctity of life is an essential article of the Christian faith. Life begins at conception. The Bible makes it clear. Psalm 139, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Uh, all the days preordained for me were set before one of them came to be. The preborn baby is at conception genetically, physiologically, organically a distinct person. So at that moment, life begins. At about three weeks after conception, the baby's heartbeat can be detected. Six weeks after conception, the baby has its own lifelong brainwave, which can be measured. And if the absence of a brainwave is considered a sign of death, then the presence of a brainwave should be accepted as a confirmation of life. Because birth isn't a magical act that turns a non-human into a person. Birth is a change of environment for a life that's already begun months before. So uh, every abortion stops a beating heart. Every abortion ends a brainwave. And uh, therefore, just as we in the Apostles' Creed state, I believe in our Lord Jesus Christ conceived of the Virgin Mary. And so the Lordship of Christ begins at his conception, not at his birth. So life is sacred and life is threatened and the abortion could be called a holocaust. Do you feel that um, Africa in some way is targeted for abortion? It is, because just take this very recent uh, headline, um, and uh, it was in the Daily Maverick, 14th of August, authored by Taleng Mofakeng, who's described as the United Nations Commission on Human Rights Special Rapporteur for Physical Mental Health. What a mouthful that is. But anyway, she represents the UN, and this woman wrote an article with one of the most deceptive headlines I've ever heard. Abortion is healthcare. This makes it a human right. Abortion is healthcare. I thought healthcare saved lives, not didn't take it. But anyway, uh, so this is real newspeak doublethink mm. and published in the uh, Daily Maverick. And it's it just reminds me of this dystopian 1984 novel of George Orwell where the Ministry of Truth deals in lies and disinformation and propaganda. The Ministry of Peace wages wars and the Ministry of Love does the torture. And the Ministry of Plenty deals with rationing and ensures shortages and starvation. So this UN propaganda piece is a classic example of disinformation, inverted reality. It's like Newspeak, doublethink, to use Orwellian 1984 terms, because uh, here they're talking about abortion is healthcare, a human right, and here they're targeting Africa for abortion, because this article uh, basically says that with the notable exception of Africa, uh, of South Africa, almost every country in Africa forbids abortion and they make it out that these countries are evil so this united nations article makes it clear they're trying to target african countries that don't legalize abortion basically right now there's only two countries in africa with abortion on demand that's tunisia 
in the far north and South Africa and the far south. Mm-hmm. And all the other countries restrict abortion, uh, except in some hard cases, such as mother's life and so on. And so uh, throughout the rest of Africa, they are targeting uh, this um Mufa King actually puts a, she singles out Malawi, Botswana, and Namibia for laws that seek to punish those who work in the abortion services. Don't use the word killing babies, abortion mm. services. Mm. And she writes of dignity, bodily integrity, equality, safety and security, health, reproductive justice, freedom of choice, which all sounds good, but then condemns pro-life legislation which outlaws abortion throughout all of Africa and condemns all the pro-life countries in Africa, which is most of them, and uh, wants prosecution of uh, those health professionals who are not interested in perverting their healing profession to taking of life. So it's it's quite extraordinary that uh, you've got this new push by the United Nations to try and force abortion on African countries, which generally speaking are trying to restrict it with laws. But I would have thought that African women are less prone in some ways towards heading for abortion. It's more the the urbanized African and the more modern African, perhaps, that sees a child as an inconvenience and therefore rushes off to the nearest abortion mill. But what do you do in a situation when it's a young woman who possibly possibly it was an uncle or possibly it was rape. I, I mean, I know the conception statistics are low in terms of rape, but but what do you do when a woman is in crisis? What can we as Christians do to surround her? And there are many good groups that are seeking to help SA Cares for Life, uh, Doctors for Life, many others working for adoption rather than abortion, crisis pregnancy centers, unread mother's homes, trying to help counsel everything from ultrasounds and uh, sound tests to be able to help practically. But uh, a mother in crisis needs help. And the overwhelming majority, the mother doesn't want to choose abortion, but is bullied into it mm. by parents or by boyfriend or in some cases even husband. Uh, and these cases, it's, it's been documented as the unchoice, so that many cases when they speak about women's right to choose, well, many cases they'd prefer to choose to have the baby, especially if the deadbeat dad would hang around and do something to help and help bring up the child and make it possible. So in many cases they're being bullied and sometimes it's peer pressure so that it is not so much to help the women, it seems, but in many cases the society around them that is either finding this inconvenient or Uh, at a bad time or interfering with studies or whatever. And so abortion is being treated by the UN as a contraceptive Mm. instead of as a taking of an innocent life. So plainly, uh, what we've got right now is the United Nations is trying to not just interfere in countries' sovereignty and laws, but basically all the way down to families and decisions which affect life in the next generation. Mm. Yeah. So I I would venture to guess that your average person in Cape Town or in any other city for that matter, they are perhaps opposed to abortion. Maybe they don't think it's a great idea, but they they feel a little bit powerless. And of course, they're constantly being told that we're overpopulated, that it's global warming, that these people can't afford another child. It's too expensive to have children. So what, what practically can your average South African do to help make people aware of what abortion is, um, to show their concern, where and how can they get involved? Where well, do they start? Well, there's a lot of practical things that should be 
uh, done. And I would say, first of all, we start with God's law when people are really, really young. We should be teaching respect for God's laws. There's not enough discipleship and evangelism being done anyway. We used to have it that at the schools, you were getting Bible education. In fact, it was uh, one of the required subjects and not religious education. Bible education was in the classroom. Devotions, hymn singing, <clears throat> guest speakers, preaching. Some schools still do it. Praise God, there are some brave uh, school governing bodies and principals and some excellent teachers to make a stand. But generally speaking, the curriculum being forced from the government, especially this year, as they're trying to force this comprehensive sexuality education, which, by the way, is planned, scripted, organized by Planned Parenthood. So how's this for co conflict of interest? You've got the world's biggest abortion provider in charge of sex education in state schools. Hmm. Now this, basically, it's been proven from people who've come out of it, uh, such as the unplanned film documents, that uh, the Planned Parenthood industry is selling abortions. And so when they are allowed to design curriculums in countries like South Africa for sex education, what are they doing? They're encouraging sexual promiscuity to increase the number of customers to come into the abortion industry. Mm. And when you look at the comprehensive sexuality education curriculum, which I haven't, but the experts who studied it, they say it's nothing other than child abuse. It's, it's mm. pornography. It's, it's, uh, this would have been banned for adults some time ago. And now they're being made compulsory for schools, for not just high schools, but primary schools. And this is the worst thing you can do. This is like pouring fuel on a fire. When you've already got children who are going through puberty, their hormones are running around wild, and then you suddenly dump on them a whole lot of stimulation and images and mechanics of sex. And what do you think is going to happen? Well, obviously, a lot of them are experimenting and about the only homework they're guaranteed to do is this. And so there is a lot of unwanted pregnancies. There's a lot of unplanned pregnancies. And it looks like it's being fueled by the government curriculum, especially the CSE or Comprehensive Sexuality Education. Mm -hmm. And we need values-based education. Think of True Love Waits and uh, the excellent groups that are uh, offering moral, uh, value-based uh, community-type teaching in the schools. Now, that would be helpful. Inviting an evangelistic guest speakers, improving the morals in the school, getting the Ten Commands back on the walls, and bringing back Bible education. There's a lot of things families, churches, youth groups, schools, teachers can do to help prepare youngsters that they're not exploited. You just think how devastating this must be for some young teenager to fall pregnant because of sexual experimentation and all the different pressures that are being brought to bear. So I'd say the states in this case, including the United Nations, these, these non-governmental organizations so-called uh, that proliferate under the UN, UNESCO being one of the primary uh, culprits in this, are encouraging not just exploration, investigation, but perversion mm -hmm. and uh, promiscuity. Mm. And so, yes, we've got an explosion of teenage pregnancies out there. And this does need to be dealt with. But prevention is better than cure. And killing a baby is not a cure anyway. Mm, yeah. So whatever's got to be done, it shouldn't involve the killing of the baby. If it's rape, execute the rapist, not the baby. Yeah, I mean, with an abortion case, it's one wounded and one dead. So it really hasn't solved anything. And if you add to this whole equation, Netflix bringing out this latest production called Cuties, which is prepubescent girls 
it's it's not it's it's just encouraging pedophilia it's encouraging promiscuity it's it's dehumanizing young girls into thinking and behaving and pretending like they're little prostitutes and they they're going across the gender lines too so anything goes and 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 they they're experimenting in all directions so if if these let's say they're 11 now when they're 14 15 and they get into serious experimentation and end up with a child with a with a pregnancy um, of course they're going to go to the nearest abortion mill and in south africa we don't so much think of them as planned parenthood we think of them as mary stopes is that correct that's yeah. that's the biggest uh, abortion provider in this country yeah even if planned parenthood has designed the curriculum which is being sold to us now as cse through the unesco uh, coverage. Yeah. But yes, this kind of sexualizing children should be recognized as a crime. The Russian government recognizes it as a crime. And that uh, any uh, any adult trying to propagandize children into the sexuality, gender confusion, LGBT, or anything that's resembling trying to teach sexual activities to children, that is de facto child abuse. It's mm. jail time crime. Mm. And that's the way it used to be here too. Mm. The idea that now this can be a government curriculum. Well, making it legal doesn't make it right. Yeah. So Life Change Sundays, um, it looks like about 1 million Christians in over 1,400 locations worldwide have stood for the right to life of the pre-born babies. And they've been held every year since 1987. That's right. In America since 87, in South Africa since 1992. Mm Mm-hmm. And since 1997, 1,700,000 babies have been killed through abortion. In South Africa In South Africa alone, that's correct. And that's legally, officially, and in many cases with taxpayers' money, which is a scandal on every level that you can think of. Uh, Abortion is not the answer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if if our listeners out there would like to bring this to their church, to their pastor, to their Bible study group, what can they do? Where can they go to get some more information, maybe to get some study guides on it, maybe to listen to a message or or just hear something so that they can present this to their groups? Oh, indeed. So we've got pro-life sermons, PowerPoints, articles, books, DVDs, leaflets. Christian Action has been involved in this since 1991. So Africa Christian Action has been the premier pro-life, pro-family moral group in this country since 1991. And so we've got 29 years experience in in these battles. And we've got a great amount of resources, including in-house things being produced in South Africa, things from overseas that we've imported. But we've got great videos, great audios, great materials. So if you go onto christianaction.org.za website, www.christianaction.org.za, you'll see there not any posters, uh, for the uh, Life Chain 2020 event, uh, but you'll find uh, leaflets, sermons, PowerPoints, articles, and videos. There's some excellent films uh, that have been produced on March for Life and Stand for Life and uh, on previous Life Chains, for example, that you could screen just two or three minute films that you could screen at a church or, or live stream if you are not meeting at church yet. And uh, so there's a lot of ways that you can inform people. We've got a Facebook page set up under Africa Christian Action where the Life Change 2020 event is on and you can join it and share it that, that way as well. So if you find Africa Christian Action on Facebook or visit www.christianaction.org.za website, you can also email info at christianaction.org.za. There's a lot of great resources, articles. And just for example, some of the sermons I've produced includes things like uh, the uh, 
abortion is murder and you can stop abortions and when does life begin and abortion effects. We've got some very good leaflets you could distribute to your own people. We've got to start with information. Our people need to be informed. Our people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. We need to be interceding, introduce it to the church's prayer groups, uh, to praying for the issue and the upcoming outreach. Because the life change is not just making a stand, but we have a certain amount of our people who also be distributing leaflets, thousands of leaflets, passing motorists. And of course, for most people coming, they'll be holding banners, posters, which we will provide too. Mm. Um, and if, if somebody listening tonight doesn't have access to the internet, they could also telephone 021-689-4480 and they can talk to somebody and ask for leaflets, information like that, something that they can hand out to their friends and neighbors if an online yes. access isn't possible for them. Oh, yes. No, definitely. We, we, we can provide and we've got networks. And if you've got problem getting in here, we might have somebody who can be in your area or could drop off at a centralized location. So we've got to get the word out. We've got a lot of good literature. We've got posters. Uh, there's videos. Uh, there's materials you can use. And of course, guest speakers. If, if someone wants a Africa Christian Action person to come and speak mm -hmm. at their church or youth group concerning uh, the issues of when does life begin, mm -hmm. what does the Bible say, mm -hmm. how can we uh, be a practical positive help, uh, what can we do to care for people in crisis pregnancies in our areas. There's a lot we can practically do and, and this life chain is just a good positive practical witness to the community uh, every year which, which encourages people to know that there are those who care and there are alternatives. Mm -hmm. So describe a life chain. What, what exactly is this for our listeners who may have not been to one yet? Right, so life chains around the world are people standing holding simple posters, abortion kills babies, and they line the streets in busy intersections around the world. Uh, now, uh, in Cape Town, we've certainly developed a far more comprehensive and varied approach than what I think has done most other parts of the world. Because we've developed a vast amount of banners, uh, big banners, and we meet now at the um, Botenkruk Street, which is the entrance to Waterfront. It's one of the busiest intersections in Cape Town. You've got the Cape Town International Conference Centre on the one side. You've got the entrance to Waterfront on the other side. You've got the thoroughfare going coming off the freeway, uh, going off to Sea Point. And there in the island, we've got uh, the opportunity to stand behind a railing nice and safe and secure, all of our people basically uh, filling out the edges of the island, which is big, so there's lots of room for social distancing. And on the backs of these posters, we've got a wide variety of posters uh, that we've developed over the years, including Jesus Heals and Forgive, Adoption Loving Option, uh, Abortion One Dead, One Wounded, and uh, many other good messages, including this year, Babies' Lives Matter and things like that. So oh, abortion, the ultimate child abuse is one of the big banners and choose life so that you and your children may live. We've got a trailer. We've got a whole range of, of uh, things that, that take part. And we invite sometimes um, Piper James to come play the bagpipes. And uh, we've got behind the posters, in many cases, hymns and prayers and scriptures for people to meditate on or sometimes to sing with those near them um, while... Uh, some people choose to treat it mostly as time of prayer, others as a time of singing. And, and then there's a, a team of ours who focus on the witness. That's speaking to passers-by uh, pedestrians, because there's a pedestrian bridge and all of that, which is very nice also for hanging our banners down uh, for the oncoming traffic. But there's some of our people who are experienced at this, go out uh, every time traffic light goes red, 
and hand out to people whose windows are rolled down mm. leaflets. And we can distribute four to 5,000 leaflets in, mm. in an hour and a half there. There'll also be, uh, we first gather for prayer, and uh, then we hand out the banners and posters and people choose what they want, what sign suits their character and what they want to emphasize. And uh, then uh, just before the end, the last 25 minutes or so, everyone comes back and we will have an update with speakers. For example, we, we had Dr. Um, uh, Tom, who's uh, uh, interfered with uh, Jacques de Foss, Dr. Jacques de Foss, who was uh, prevented um, from practicing medicine because he gave counsel that life begins at conception and mm. abortion is a taking of an innocent life. And uh, he was illegally discharged from his duties and mm. this whole case is before the courts right now. Uh, but he gave us an update last year, and I hope you'll give us an update on the legal case this year. And there's other practical things upcoming which are, are shared there. So uh, we gather, we sing, we pray, we disperse, we make stand, and at the end we, we gather together and, and get some updates and, mm. and pray. And, and uh, uh, it's an opportunity also for people who've got uh, baby items to donate to unwed mothers' homes, crisis pregnancy centers, those who are involved in help. So... Uh, in a sense, it's called a baby shower. Some people bring uh, products to donate or baby clothes that they no longer need, uh, which can really help people in a crisis pregnancy. So the life chain is, is, in many ways, we're thinking it's speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. We're hoping to reach mothers who considering abortion. We're hoping to reach medical personnel who are being intimidated and bullied and mm. to encourage them uh, to not mm. compromise their convictions, to stand firm and and be true to the oath to mm. do no harm to a patient, to mm. give no abortive fascine to a woman, mm. which has been the oath of medical professionals for not just centuries, but millenniums. Mm. Uh, and Christians who might be able to volunteer to work at a crisis pregnancy center or counseling, and pastors who need to preach on when life begins and how we to love our pre-born neighbors. Journalists, we hope to reach some journalists who will present the other side of the story because normally they ignore these things. And politicians who need to enact legislation to protect pre-born babies and the violence of abortion. So there's a lot of goals, but ultimately our goal is that lives will be saved. And mm. every life chain or march for life, we hear some testimonies back of somebody who gets back to us and says, I was planning to, and this changed my mind. So mm. uh, there's some wonderful testimonies and people who've even brought children. Some people who now are, are adults whose life was spared because of previous pro-life actions and stands like this. Because I think in the midst of all of the chaos and different pandemics and crises and confusions and distractions that we're all facing right now, if you if you don't value life and the origins of life as sacred and as, as holy and as created by God, if you don't think that that's an important issue to uphold, then what is important? What What is there left really to value? If... if the beginnings of a human life can't be upheld and protected and cherished. Yes, so this is why we, we treat all these events as an outreach, really. And Africa Connections always treats it every, uh, whether it's called a protest, whatever, it's always for evangelism. Because what we're doing is reminding people of God's word and how relevant it is. And we're hoping that God will use us to bring conviction of sin, to bring people to the word of God, back to their knees in prayer, back to God. Of course, at any event like this, 
you're going to have people who are backsliders who need to be brought back to the Lord. You've got people who've never heard the gospel who need to hear the gospel. One of our banners is the wage of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ. And uh, we, uh, in our leaflets that we distribute, even the pro-life leaflets, abortion of facts and so on, the gospel is included and contact details for more. So we, we seek to make use of evangelism, explosion, way the master tactics in order to use the law of God mm. <coughs> as the schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we can be justified by faith. Yeah. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? That's Psalm 94, verse 16. And I think for me, that's the thing. If we as Christians are passive and inactive and sit on the fence and don't take a stand, and this is not... This is not a controversial issue. This has got nothing to do with racism. This has got nothing to do with all of the hot topics these days. This is, when does life begin? When Jesus was conceived, when when Jesus was in Mary's womb, when was he Jesus? At conception or was he Jesus at birth? Of course, he was Jesus at conception because it was, an, it was a holy event. And if we don't see and value human life that way, then we really have no leg to stand on in terms of standing up for our values. Because if we don't believe life begins at conception, then we have really no other values to fight for. So I think this is one of the most important events. And if you can't physically come to a life chain, and by the way, life chain is, it's really for all ages. It's safe and secure enough for children. Um, if you're an elderly person and you're afraid of standing for an hour or so, we will have chairs there for you to sit along the side and hold your poster, or you could bring your own camping chair if you if you feel more comfortable that way. There's a lot of different ways, but most importantly, inform your friends, your neighbors, your Bible study group. Talk to people about it. Bring it up to the forefront of people's minds, because I think it's something that just, oh, well, that doesn't affect me, so I'm not going to worry about that. And I think that's a big problem. Yes. To us, this is, first of all, we're proclaiming the Lordship of Christ of all areas of life. We're reminding people of the law of God. We're reminding people of our need for forgiveness, for national repentance. Uh, we are calling, if my people or who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and will seek my face and turn from the wicked ways. Then while I hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. So there's hope being offered. Jesus heals and forgives is just one of the posters that's, that's uh, used there a lot. And to give people hope. There's a lot of people who feel nobody cares and, and there's no alternative. To let them know that Christians are standing for life. And we're standing for God's word. And we're standing for God's law. And we are proclaiming the Lordship of Christ. So... This is important on so many different levels. And uh, anyway, as an outreach, it's great. We reach thousands of motorists, pass by and see the posters, and thousands receive our leaflets. And those leaflets go to homes and suburbs and congregations that we wouldn't normally be able to reach. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a wonderful way of sowing the word of God, whether by placard, poster, uh, in song, in prayer, uh, or through the literature distributed. And we know that the word of God never returns void. Mm -hmm. So Sunday, the 4th of October, at what time should people get there to park and begin to gather? Yes, uh, if they can aim to get there before 2 o'clock. So we start at 2 o'clock and we finish at 4. So it's between 2 and 4. So you aim like you're going to the waterfront. And when you're coming off the freeway and you can see uh, the island and so on there, uh, basically what one does is goes slightly where you go right as they're going into the waterfront and you find a parking 
I think the first left has got mm. uh, parking area options. And that's where we uh, will gather you. And again, there's traffic lights uh, to cross over into the island. And from that point, we'll meet under the bridge, basically, on the island, in the middle of the island, uh, at the place closest to the harbour area. And uh, everyone will get their posts and banners there. If some homeschool families want to produce their own banners and so on, it's fine. Uh, but um, we've got lots to share with everyone. And so do come, uh, remember to bring water and uh, drinking receptacles. We normally will have uh, water containers, but obviously we don't want people sharing cups, so they should bring their own bottles. And mm-hmm. we'll have uh, tanks mm-hmm. left there mm-hmm. for anyone. Mm-hmm. And just remind us again, the website that people can download things? Yes, christianaction.org.za. Either email info at christianaction.org.za or visit the website www.christianaction.org.za. And if you would like a speaker to come or somebody to come and share to your group, um, even on a Zoom, we could arrange a Zoom conference if that suits you oh, better. Yes. And there's some good films one can borrow or we can send to you that you can download and show. Mm-hmm. So you can phone 21 689 Okay, thank you for joining us this evening. God bless and goodbye.